Hello and welcome to our new podcast, On the Couch with One Vision Housing. I'm your host, Ian Mitchell. I'm the Managing Director here at One Vision Housing. And on the couch with us today, we have Kyle and Steve from our community safety team. It's great to sit down with you, Ian. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for having us. No, thanks. Good, good to have you here. So, the community safety team is dedicated to creating a better future for our communities to enable our customers to live in neighbourhoods free from antisocial behaviour. So I know last week we hosted our annual Antisocial Behaviour Awareness Week, which was a series of initiatives. Can you just tell us how, we, how, how that's gone? Yeah, so over the last seven days, we completed a number of actions, which could include days in our communities, working with partners like look, Merseyside Police, Merseyside Fire and Rescue. And the idea behind that was just to publicise our service and promote the things that we can offer to our tenants. Yeah, yeah we've linked in with a lot of partners who we work with. As Carl's mentioned there, we've had seven days of action in itself on some of our hotspot states. We've also done other stuff as well around fire safety awareness sessions, drugs awareness sessions with some of the youth groups and communities. So yeah, it was a really good success and we've also included the uh, Savini property services in terms of getting some clear up with some areas where we've had problems with fly tipping. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been really well received. Yeah, certainly sounds like it's been very busy anyway and it's been a, a great success. Yeah, it's been, it's been one of them things where as we, we've built on the last three years really, it was the third time we've took part in this and you know, as we've elaborated on our events over the last couple of years, you've just grown in, in the areas that we operate as well. So the feedback we've received has been fantastic and you know something we'll look to publicise in the near future. Brilliant. I mean one of the strong things that seems to come out of it is the partnership work and as you mentioned Steve, yeah. we work with all of our partners and it, it, yeah. it really does raise the profile of what we're yeah. doing in the areas. Yeah it's been really good. I mean the you know the buy-in from the likes of the police uh, the fire services not just in Sefton where our stock is primarily but in some of the other boroughs where we're starting to work now as well. Uh, it's been really good and everybody coming together uh, to make that difference really right. positive. Right. Has it been well received by the residents in those areas where we've been holding these initiatives? Yeah, and one thing we've been doing is we've been doing a lot of door knocking uh, with our partners and actually undertaking a digital survey just to kind of see what sort of things the people within them areas would like to see. And you know, we understand and one thing we're fully aware of is that each individual area is bespoke, not one shoe fits all. So yeah. by obtaining that information, it means that we can promote the service that might be required within that area. Brilliant. Brilliant. One of the key partners we've been using is the Savini Group. We've been very fortunate to have received some Savini waste skips free ATRs to accompany our days, which has meant, you know, tenants while we're doing our days of action have been able to remove large bulking items. Right. And, you know, that just improves the cleanliness of the area. So we are very thankful to strengthen that partnership across our working group. Yeah. And that's a real positive example, really, of group work, I suppose. It isn't just the, the landlord side of things, it's working with the commercial services, which also helps to improve some of our areas and for the lives of the customers that are living in there. Okay, so what is antisocial behaviour? So antisocial behaviour is problematic conduct that's likely to cause distress or harass other people of another household. Yeah, that can include not necessarily physical things, it doesn't have to be violence or anything like that. It could be also mental health, could impact on people's psychological well-being as well. So we've got things such as loud music, it could be things such as vehicle nuisance, could be, we're looking at things like graffiti. Uh, yeah, so the, I mean, it, it comes with quite a lot of, of different elements. Yeah, and I can imagine this can have a, a negative impact on people's own mental health and well-being if it's not dealt with properly. Yes, yeah, 100% of course it does. It's, you know, antisocial behaviour can ruin communities and it's something which, you know, we hopefully our team, you know, the service we provide helps to try and prevent that best as possible. Right. So what would you recommend to those experiencing antisocial behaviour? Sometimes it's addressing it calmly and politely. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's that early intervention from when, you know, we were first made aware of it by obviously someone reporting it to us. And it's that proactive intervention at the front end that gives us the best opportunity to get the best possible resolution to the tenant. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, if somebody's expert has problems with a neighbour about music, 
for example, that's because that is probably the thing that we get the complaint about the most around loud music or, or noise nuisance in general. I think that the, you know, the advice in the first element would be to go and actually go and speak to them and try and have a word with them and try and resolve this amicably themselves, but obviously that doesn't always work. Yeah. Right. And I think from our side of things is being aware of it. You know, we encourage and try our best to signpost our services, but we do encourage people to come through our inquiries inbox, you know, or through our contact centre and make us aware of these issues that people may be experiencing. I can imagine <clears throat> reaching out for some help sometimes can be quite difficult. So it's great to hear that there are so many channels for, for our tenants and customers to be able to, to be able to do that. What happens when a person reports antisocial behaviour to, to one region housing? So when it gets reported through to us, we'll take the report obviously and we'll look to register it on our internal case management system. Once that's registered, it'll get allocated to an officer to, to actually deal with it and they'll be the investigating officer. They'll contact them back within 24 hours and we'll look to carry out a risk assessment with them and an action plan about how we will help to, uh, to investigate the complaint. Right. As, as well as that, we'll also issue any reporter of any sort of antisocial behaviour a document called the Victim Support Directory. And that's a document that entails support networks within that side, that locality. And that could be any local authority that we operate across. It's really robust and we issue that out to the reporter just to offer that little bit of support as well as making any support referrals that we feel are relevant to the case. I'm assuming strong communication with customers throughout the ASB process is quite key really in terms of offering reassurance. Right. When we when we open the case and we complete the initial action plan at the, at the initial stage with the customer, we will also agree there how often we will contact them right. and keep in contact. So it might be that somebody might only want to be spoken to you know, once a fortnight. Some people might prefer more regular contacts. We'll agree all of that at the initial stages. So we've got a clear action plan of how we're going to take that forward for the customer. Great. Thanks, Steve. So just in terms of how cases are resolved then, can you just give me a bit more information on how cases are resolved? So yeah, sometimes we look for intervention through mediation where you know tenants can have that conversation themselves. If that's not obviously satisfactory or deemed able to be done, we can intervene with things like tenancy enforcement action, you know, low risk. But then it could be something where we move into legal matters or we look at taking tenancy action against an individual. Yeah, so we have we have lower level interventions and high level interventions. So some of the lower level tenancy enforcement stuff would be looking at tenancy warnings, we call them yellow red cards here, mm -hmm. depending on the severity of what's being reported. We can also look at sort of agreed behavioural contracts, call them acceptable behaviour contracts, whereby somebody, a, a resident, the perpetrator or the alleged perpetrator will agree to act in a specific way. So, for example, they might sign the contract which states, I'll not play my music after 6pm, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously, as Kyle alludes to there, we will, for the high level cases where we need to, we have got legal interventions that we can use, go to call for things such as possession for in. in and social behaviour injunctions as well. Yeah, I was going to ask about that as well, just in terms of the more complex cases, in terms of the sort of options we've got available to us. Mm. Again, I'm assuming we deal with some more complex cases as well, do we? Yeah, uh, so when we have something of more complex nature, we can also use legal interventions as well to, to resolve the antisocial behaviour. So the most common tool that we would use in, in, in those situations is the antisocial behaviour injunction, which is where we apply the court and the judge would give an order to prohibit somebody from acting in a, in a particular way. Um, also, we could look at uh, actually possession hearings where we'd be looking to take the tenancy back in the most severe cases. So yeah, there is there is the legal options that we have available to us as well. Yeah. We'd only potentially exercise something like that if we'd exhausted all the previous intervention options that we've got available to us. You know, the idea behind us is it's always better to prevent than cure. Yeah. And I think the long thing is that Steve's mentioned in there is that, you know, that is the final resort for us really that we'd have to consider if yeah, we decided yeah. to take further action.
So you mentioned there, Carl, around prevention is better than cure in some respects. And just on that basis, can you just tell us a bit about what the community safety team does to, I suppose, to, to, to improve what we do within our neighbourhoods around that? Yeah, so obviously we've talked a little bit earlier on in the conversation about the Anti-Social Behaviour Awareness Week, you know, and completing actions within our communities. And that's something we're really key on continuing over the next 12 to 18 months is more visibility of our services, you know, more action days where we've got visibility within our communities. Secondly, signposting our services, making people aware of the services that we've got available to our tenants and also trying to find ways that people can access our service that never have done before. Mm-hmm. And I think some things we've talked about, like the victim support library that we've been issuing to reporters and also looking at a brand new case triage that me and Steve have been working on, is only going to make sure that the service is as robust as we can make it to reduce antisocial behaviour. Right, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, it fits very much in, doesn't it, with the vision and mission of the organisation in terms of creating opportunity and changing lives yeah. and creating a better future. This is very much about it, isn't it? All the action that comes from the team is about creating a better future for those people that live in, in our neighbourhoods and our communities. The one thing is we can't do it on our own as well. And I think one thing we've, we've really, you know, focused on is our key partners and work with people within the local authorities to, to be in the same message as us and be in the same boat as us and trying to drive the importance of reducing anti-social behaviour in our communities. And I think... For us, we've created like best practice groups and a number of things where we regularly welcome people to come and sit on our meetings and conversations and share some of the things that we're trying to do within our communities and hope that obviously then people want to work with us. Thanks for, for joining us on, on the couch today and a massive thanks to the community safety team for all the work that they continue to do and the positive work that they do in our neighbourhood. So thanks very much, Steve. Thanks, Carol. Thanks very much. Thanks for us. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, so thanks to today's guests for, for, for joining us, but we would urge anyone experiencing antisocial behaviour to contact us as soon as possible by either calling us on 0300 365 1111 or by emailing us on inquiries at ovh.org.uk. We hope you've enjoyed our first episode and I hope you'll join me next time on the couch with Ormsgen Housing. Keep an eye out for the next episode, which is coming soon, and goodbye for now.